BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hey, this is Buck Sexton, and you're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast, part of the Clay Travers and Buck Sexton Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in today because today I am joined by a friend of mine who has given me a lot of grief that a different morning anchor was on before him. And he has complained that the conversation was not interesting for him. So I am excited <laughs> to have the host of Wake Up America on Newsmax, Rob Finnerty, here with me today. Thanks, Rob. Tudor, great to be with you. I don't know what other morning anchor you could be referring to. Um, maybe somebody over on Fox who's on really early like I am. No, I thought that podcast was great. I thought you guys talked about bathing your kids for like 45 minutes too long. Um, <laughs> but I got to admit, I, I listened to the whole thing. So I was captivated. I was captivated by it. Look, I think that Todd, he, he talked about his kids are, he bathes his kids and it's like a two hour process. And I think that a lot of us get sucked into these weird things with our kids where you end up like, you're like, how did this happen that I've made this such a challenge? And I wonder, did our parents do that? You probably are perfect and have never had anything like that happen in your household. But I will admit I've done some weird things that have taken a long time. Like the tooth fairy is ridiculous at my house and I regret it because there's a lot of teeth. The tooth fairy is a very big deal in our house. In fact, we just we just went through that. She's um she's delightful, but sometimes you know the tooth fairy has to be the person that has to drive into New York to do a morning show, uh, and sometimes the, the daughter who just <laughs> lost a tooth actually wakes up in the process. And at three thirty in the morning, you have to come up with I'm sorry, the tooth fairy has to come up with some miraculous excuse why you're in her bedroom at at three twenty six a.m. Um, which which affected me the whole day, by the way. And then after I picked her up from school in the afternoon, she said, Daddy, why were you in my room? And I said, well, I've always wanted to 
see the real Tooth Fairy in person. Our Tooth Fairy is named Tina. Um, oh, so that's I wanted a good to see, one. yeah, I wanted to see Tina the Tooth Fairy in person. And that's why I was in your room. I was actually in there for a long time and you just happened to wake up right then at that moment. Thankfully, my Tooth Fairy, I, one thing I did not do was she doesn't have a name, but my Tooth Fairy is a nightmare because she writes the kids a note. Why would she do that? Why ever would she do that? Because there are four kids, you have right. a massive amount of teeth. So that is a lot of notes over the years. And she also sprinkles them with fairy dust. And then she she has sprinkle fairy dust on the money. And then the money is wrapped up in dental floss. And it is a whole to oh. do. It was a mistake, a huge like for all the parents out there listening. If you have younger kids, don't do that, because now the tooth fairy, they're like, Mom, I lost a tooth. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> like my reaction is oh. not, like, yay, sweetheart, a tooth. another tooth. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> No, the the by the way, and the the your your handwriting, the tooth fairy's handwriting, I noticed is very similar. You know, the tooth fairy fairy now writes in block letters in my house um, because my my daughter is like a stenographer, so she's able to identify any and all handwriting as well. So we've had to work around that. By the way, I know that inflation is high under under Joseph Robinette Biden, but um, my goodness, when I was little, I literally was thrilled if I got a nickel. Um, those days are over, Tudor. Over. Long gone. Yeah, my kids get a dollar, and then there are other kids that get $5, and those parents, I feel like you've betrayed us. I just want you to know. Yeah. That is Show offs. Okay. That's what they yes, are. Show offs. Exactly. Off. Those I've are never... the same people that do full-size candy bars at Halloween. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I'm against that, too. But I, I actually prefer that to the people who give out an apple. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah, that's no fun at all. All right? And that's only going to help you lose more teeth biting into that thing. Right, right. Okay, so now we've gotten off of the the subjects of like serious stuff, which I actually think is more fun to not talk about serious stuff. But no, you did this with Todd. You got you were like, how long do you bathe your kids? And I was like, yo, I can relate as a morning person. Like you're fighting the clock specific. all day. That's what you did. You were like, so tell us about bathing your children. And he was like, well, you know, that I drive sounds really like, creepy. Yeah. No, that was the subject of the podcast that day. <laughs> that is not. That did come up, but that is that I did not like ask that. Okay, whatever. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, I Rob is giving me grief because we actually, I do love being on the show with you. I do. When I go to New York, I try to always spend a lot of time on your show and it is a lot of fun and you are a lot of fun to be around, but you are also very, sometimes you're serious. I actually think that you're joking a lot of the time though. I will say, what is that like when you're on air? Because I think that you like to bring a little bit of fun and you have to, because it's a morning show. So I guess from that standpoint, you have to be a little bit fun, right? I mean, you're not just faking it. I think, I think if you're, as long as you're like read up and you know what you're talking about, um, everyone's a little punch drunk at that time of day. Um, and I, I will say the first time you came in, I was like, wow, like Tudor Dixon's going to be in studio, like doing panels with us. All our panels are unscripted, as you know, and the topics that we send you 80% of the time are not the stuff. That's not what we're going to end up talking about on the show. Um, but I, I know that you can handle it. So I'm, I'm always really comfortable when I know you're going to be in house because I know that we can, you can roll with the punches and we can talk about anything. Um, but I will admit I was a little intimidated before the first, remember how serious I was the first time I met you? I was like, yeah. Tudor. Hi, Robert James Finnerty. Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> Sarah, nice to meet you as well. Welcome. Can we get you a coffee? I was very, very serious. And now that's just gone out the window every time you come in. Right. Now it's just like I'm you're I'm like just one of the people that shines your shoes, right? It's like <laughs> No, but it's just, just I, it's, I will admit. Don't, like, don't get her the next year. We'll get to you. I have to tub my kids. Give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, but it it is fun, and you are you. I mean, the news is your thing. You've been in the news for a while, and you you have fun doing it, which I love because I think it's really important when you're talking about serious subjects to bring in some levity. I got in trouble for that during the campaign because some people don't like people that want to be funny, but but you are serious at times, and there are some very serious things going on right now. So. I wanted to dig into something that I've wanted to dig into on the podcast for a while, but there really hasn't been the right person to do that. So I thought that you would be the right person to dig into something pretty serious. And that is what is going on in Ukraine from multiple different aspects right now, because we all remember talking about this in 2018, 2019, when you see that Suddenly, Trump pulls back the ambassador, um, Marie Yovanovitch, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, He pulls her back and everybody starts to say, well, this is a woman who has dedicated her life to serving the country. She's been ambassador to a few different places. Now she's ambassador to Ukraine. He sent her there because he was actually concerned that there was corruption and that corruption was somehow connected to the Biden family. And then he said, I think that you've been corrupted by these people and I'm bringing you back. And the whole world was kind of turned upside down where it's like this Ukraine call. He's trying to investigate his political opponent. He knows that Joe Biden is running. He's trying to stop him from running. It was all over the news. Now, here we are. Fast forward to today. Suddenly, it comes out that there's a really good chance that he was actually taking bribes from Ukrainian officials to the tune of maybe $10 million to the family, the Biden family, five to him alone. And there is no news coverage on the mainstream media that is the leftist mainstream media coming out and saying, wow, this is pretty shady. Trump was impeached over questioning this. And now we're seeing that it quite likely happened. We were just talking about this um, in one of our pre-show meetings. This is why I think networks like Newsmax, like Fox, look, this submarine story, this this tragedy in the North Atlantic with this sub that was you know lost down by the Titanic, that's dominating a lot of the news right now. But I think it is stories like this. This is why this justifies our existence. This is why we exist, because the rest of the media will not talk about it. So I looked back at the transcript of the Remember Trump called it the, the perfect call, that perfect phone call. They, they impeached him in the House for this. I mean, this is that crazy. And he didn't say anything. It, it really was. Whether you like Trump or not, I encourage you. The transcript's like a page and a half long. Look back at what was actually said between he and President Zelensky in Ukraine. And now you fast forward the clock a few years, and Ukraine has been at war with Russia. Uh, and, and this war, is it's been incredibly corrupt. We have no accounting for where all the money has been spent. But Donald Trump just said, and fine, it looked like Joe Biden. At that time, Joe Biden was not the leading Democratic candidate for the nomination. But Donald Trump said, look, it looks like there's some corruption um, with the Biden family. Not, you know, I'm not excluding Joe Biden from this conversation with Hunter Biden and Joe, the big guy. It looks like there might be some corruption. It might be something that you guys want to look into a little bit. Um, And Trump didn't say anything untoward. The House impeached him for that. And to your point now, fast forward the clock four years, and it it looks like... I. It looks like Donald Trump was right again, and it looks like the rest of the media doesn't care about that. And impeaching a president is not a little thing. Um, And they impeached him for this. They impeached him over this issue. You say that, and I would say that that's not a little thing for you as a news person, as a host of a show, to come out and say it looks like Donald Trump was right. Because instead of the fact checkers coming out and saying, holy cow, 
Rob Finnerty read this, and and this is really actually true. Now hindsight is twenty twenty, but now we have a whole lot more information that has come to light of exactly what this situation is. But for you to come out and say that when everybody on the other side wants to say Trump was not right, he was rightfully impeached. It's hard to be in that position because a lot of people come out to attack you, don't they? I've always said this. If you work in in conservative media, and, and I think that Newsmax is is to the right, absolutely. But you know, I always ask people if they watch Newsmax before they you know they tell me what their opinion is about Newsmax. Um, I, I and I get that a lot. People are like, "Aren't you guys like all crazy heretics over there?" And I'm like, "Have you watched Newsmax?" Because no, I just think if everybody's going in one direction, Tudor, and you know this as a as a politician who ran for office, if everybody's going in one direction, somebody's got to go in the other direction. If you only heard one story about it's the lima bean argument. If if somebody told you that that lima beans are great every single day for your entire life, you might hate them at first, but over time, that drip, drip, drip is going to play a role in, in how you think about them. And you're going to say, well, maybe lima beans aren't so bad. Look, it's the same thing with the way news stories are covered in the media right now. And, and this situation with Hunter Biden, the, this, the plea deal um, that, that he's going to take two misdemeanors and a felony. This is not yesterday. Um, it broke after we got off the air, which is so frustrating because I love when that stuff happens when we're on the air. You've been on the show and it's like all of a sudden we get to have the first take, the first crack at some big story like that, which is you know, one of the reasons I love morning news. But yesterday, and I'm watching this at home, and my wife's just exhausted hearing it in the other room because I've got the TV on all day, and I'm watching CNN and MSNBC and every other network just so I can see. That it's true because you have to know what they're, you have to know what the, in some cases, the crazy take, but also I just think it's also, it's good to hear what the other side is thinking. So you have a, a way of discussing it. I mean, we used to be a country that discussed things. Yeah. No, it's it's journalistic oppo research. You, you, I have to know what they're saying on <laughs> CNN. It really is. And I think, you know, people, there's a lot of arrogance in journalism. People will say, you know, I went to Syracuse and the Newhouse School. And I'm like, I would have gone there. I applied. They didn't accept me. Okay. I graduated in the top <laughs> half of the bottom third of my class. But I still made it because journalism, like so many industries, and I'll lump politics into that, it is a trade. You learn on the job. You don't learn in the classroom. It's a trade. So this stuff with Hunter Biden, I'm watching these these reporters for CNN and MSNBC yesterday celebrating a sitting president's son agreeing to plea to a felony, one felony charge with this gun charge, and then two misdemeanors for not paying his taxes. And not a soul is asking where the money came from. And I'm, I'm sitting there on my couch at home looking forward to the kids getting home from camp so we can tub. And, and I'm wondering why... <laughs> The whole podcast. I'm going to weave that in, by the way. No, but I'm wondering. I'm wondering why the rest of the media. It, the fact is that it's just so creepy, too, and that's <laughs> the part that I think is funny because it. It's that's going to be your number creepy. one downloaded right, podcast, by the way. That one now because of this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm wondering why the rest this of the media. This is going to be Democrat. Oppo they're they're watching right for now. Sure. Like all she talks about uh, is putting. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, and I'm just. I'm at the moment. I'm wondering <laughs> how the rest of the media is not asking these very basic questions. Um, and I don't know when we lost them. So I would argue that you you see it from a very obvious standpoint. Why aren't they asking the obvious questions? But why aren't they asking their typical questions, which is like, how did this white guy not get, how is he not facing jail time? How is this white guy just getting off? You know, is, is this some sort of a privilege? Is he privileged because of who he knows? Is the government corrupt? This is all the stuff that they would have said if it were 
any Republican and and some other Democrats as well. They would go after. But why is Joe Biden the guy that can do anything always? I mean, you've got Joe Biden, you've got Fetterman. The Fetterman situation, I think, is very sad. So I don't feel sad about Joe Biden having dementia because the man has been incredibly corrupt. He's an old guy and they're using him to continually corrupt this this our country. And I don't trust the fact that he potentially got millions of dollars from Ukraine and is suddenly giving them billions of dollars. And and his his children who have received a lot of this money, they're not they don't have dementia. And so I don't feel bad about that. I do feel bad for for um, John Fetterman, because I think that he suffered a a catastrophic stroke at a very young age and people in the Democrat Party are using him. And I don't think I'm not 100 percent confident that he understands that he should step down. But maybe I'm wrong about that. But the Biden family, the corruption runs very deep all the way to the grandchildren. Yeah, no, such a good point. Um, and just to John Fetterman um, this week, you know, he's he's in Philly and he's talking about that bridge collapse on I-95. He made Joe Biden look like Winston Churchill. Joe Biden was was standing next to him there. And and you wonder, you know, it, it, with Joe Biden, I think that there's some elder abuse with with Dr. Jill, who got an EED in education from the University of Delaware online. And now we've all got a caller doctor. Um, with John Fetterman, I, I don't know why his wife Giselle would allow him. Um, this poor guy, look, medically speaking, after the first six months, recovery is extremely slow when somebody suffers uh, a stroke like he did. Uh, and you look at this guy, and he's now representing one of the biggest states in the country, one of the most important states. And there were other candidates. You look at Democrat Connor Lamb, young guy, a little bit more moderate. Um, and and elections have consequences. We hear that all the time. But then you look at what's going on in Pennsylvania, and you scratch your head. Um, and I just I wonder why, when people like like Gavin Newsom are waiting in the wings, why the media is still protecting Joe Biden. Um, the the God save the queen. Okay, all right. I have a yeah. theory on that. You can tell me what you think think? about my theory. Uh, My theory is that they won't have anybody running against Gavin Newsom until the very end. They protect Gavin Newsom from all of the criticisms. Right now, he is just getting glowing media. He goes on Hannity. He gets to talk about things. And and he looks, I mean, he looks the part. He He's a handsome guy. He's got everything. He's a very smooth talker. He can make California look like a paradise when it's really hell on earth. You've got zombie, the zombie apocalypse in half of the cities. But he is getting this, this glowing attention right now. And the Democrats are all going, no, 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 Joe is still our candidate. Joe is still our candidate. So he gets none of the arrows until the very end when I I suspect that they say, you know what, he's had a medical emergency. Something's happened. The guy has to go to the out to the nursing home. Something's going to happen where they're going to take Joe. But the reason they don't want to do it now is they don't want the next team, which I believe will be a Newsom Whitmer team, to be tarnished. And they don't want to take him out now or they would have to say it's Kamala. Tudor, where was that take on Wake Up America? I've been waiting for I, you that. You let me that talk take. long enough, Rob. You treat me I, like crap. I know. I, well, no, it's true. We don't have a ton of time. We have our panels are totally unscripted. We have like twelve minutes, but it's it's you got to keep the 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 train rolling down the tracks. I have not okay. thought about that. That's a really good. That's look at Joe Biden yesterday in California. Biden's asked a question about Hunter, and you see who's sitting right next to him, Gavin Newsom, Governor, good looking, sitting right there next to him on on stage. And I think that's deliberate. I haven't thought about that, but that makes sense. Keep Newsom and Whitmer, whomever he runs with hermetically sealed until it becomes clear that Joe Biden can't be the guy 16 months from now in 2024. And then 
roll out the Newsom campaign. And Newsom is running a shadow campaign right now. And you know who he's running against is Ron DeSantis. Um, and DeSantis, DeSantis, he released a, an ad on Monday, um, a campaign ad spot uh, where he is targeting Gavin Newsom. And I'm asking myself, wait a second, what does the DeSantis team know that the rest of us don't know? Because right now there's a 20 point spread between he and Donald Trump for the nomination. But we all know when it comes to primaries, it's all about Iowa, the caucus, New Hampshire, a primary. It's all about individual states and not national polls. So maybe the DeSantis team knows something that that we don't know. But that's really odd that he's running and campaigning against a guy who hasn't even announced that he's running for president, Gavin Newsom. Well, and I I think it's very interesting that you have Gavin Newsom out there putting all of these ads. He puts an ad out that's a presidential ad. It says great things. He goes on Fox, so he can use he can clip that and use that in an ad where he's going to go after independents and say, "Look, I'm talking to the other side and I'm telling them how great California is." Never there's never an argument. He's very cool and collected, and you've got him coming out and saying, I'm going to put Ron DeSantis in jail. Like this guy's a kidnapper. He's a bad guy. So people who think that Donald Trump is the only one who's ever going to be attacked and the only one who's going to be charged with things and that he's really genuinely a bad guy that deserves these indictments, that's happening to every Republican from now on unless we fight back and stop it. And I, I really believe that the reason a lot of people are saying Donald Trump has to fight back so hard right now is because it's Ron DeSantis next. It's Tim Scott. It's every Republican who's ever going to think about becoming a a senator or the president. They're going to be talked about as a criminal. And DeSantis, by the way, he sat down. I think it was it was Hannity, right, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I remember watching the interview and saying, "Good for Gavin Newsom." I, you know, I don't like his policies. I didn't agree with a lot of what he was saying. But here's a guy who was sitting there with no notes. Um, and they're having an hour-long conversation, and you look at Joe Biden, and he can't get through a speech on the teleprompter. He can't get through a speech when he's got notes. He doesn't take questions from the media, and yet the, the media continues to be. This God saved the Queen thing last Friday when he said that, you know, that the media is ready. Axios said this, and I, I just wrote it down. Biden has an arsenal of wacky phrases that are weaponized by Republicans to insinuate that Biden is in mental decline. The media is still, no matter what, they're going to defend this guy. And it's like, I'm sorry, this guy is not on the level. Dr. Jill, is that elder abuse? How can you allow your 80-year-old husband to do that? You wouldn't let Joe Biden, you wouldn't trust him to deliver the mail, all right? If he was your 80-year-old grandfather, you'd take away the keys, okay? You wouldn't trust him to babysit your kids or your grandkids. Yet this guy's tasked with leading the free world right now. And, and you see her face when she is trying to guide him you know, he's always walking the wrong direction. And then you see Jill grab his hand and pull him back. I mean, she knows she's in this for something because she knows that he is, he has to be controlled at all times. I thought it was interesting that she didn't go to Ireland with him. Uh, you know, you have to question, is there a point when she's just like, I just can't take it anymore. But even that he comes back and he's like, I can't remember where I was last. And you hear this tiny little child's voice, Ireland. <laughs> like, wait a We're minute. in Ireland, Mr. President. <laughs> that kid sounded Irish, by the way. The little kid who said that. No, I don't think, by the way, he was in Ireland with Hunter. Hunter was working the rope line. Um, and, you know, I think that was part of this, you know, this we're going to rehab Hunter because we know the DOJ is going to, you know, is going to give him this little foot massage of a, of a plea deal, uh, which nobody else, we had the former attorney general on the show this morning. Um, and I just asked him flat out, I said, listen, you were a prosecutor for years and years before you, you got to the AG's office. You know, 
doesn't a gun charge, a, a plea to a gun felony typically come with some kind of time behind bars? And he was like, not most of the time, all the time, every time. In fact, I can't think of a case when there wasn't at least a 30, 60 or 90 day sentence attached to a plea like that. But not when your last name is Biden. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Why are we ignoring the fact that his laptop is filled with horrific images of him? There's there's weird things with kids. There's drugs. He's naked all the time. He's got prostitutes. Like David Marcus tweeted out, I've done all kinds of, I've smoked everything there is, and I've done all kinds of drugs. And he said, even me, when I would see the rich dude smoking crack, would take a step back and go, ah. You know, I mean, this is somebody that was smoking crack and we're not going, 
yeah, this is a, this is a problem that somehow this prostitute loving, crack smoking, baby abandoning man has somehow been granted a position at a Ukrainian oil company, even though he knows nothing about that. And and nobody's going, this is pure and and evil corruption from the Biden family. The media yesterday is celebrating that this is, you know, case closed when it comes to Hunter Biden. And I'm like, no, 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 hold on. Never before in our country's history has a sitting president had a son who's pled out to not one misdemeanor, but two, but also a felony. So we're in historic territory. I remember when George W. Bush was president, I was just I was just getting out of college. George W. Bush is president. And, and we'd hear stories about Jenna uh, and her twin sister, like underage drinking. That was like that was the big thing. Underage, underage drinking um, on that laptop. Check out what Hunter Biden used to do with M&Ms. All right. I'll just I'll leave it there. But the man could do remarkable things with M&Ms. Yeah, we're talking about this guy is not a good guy. And, and you bring up his daughter there in Arkansas. Dude, I mean, remarkable. I feel like that's a pretty extreme word for that. Yeah, that maybe remarkable is not. It's um, like a circus. Story. I don't want to say impressive um, either. But, you know, <laughs> I had John Paul Mac Isaac. He was the guy that Hunter gave the laptop to at the Mac shop there in Wilmington. And he mentioned that during the interview. He was like, and he can do amazing things with M&Ms. And I hadn't seen that part of the laptop. And I gave that a quick, <laughs> I gave that a quick Google. And I was... Uh, my goodness. And then you regretted what a, that. What a parlor trick that is, Hunter Biden. Um, and you think about the treatment that the, the Trump kids got. And I know nobody likes to hear that. And I don't like the the whataboutism, you know, what if Trump were in office and this all things being equal if if Eric were charged with the same stuff. Um, it, it's, it's totally ridiculous. Uh, and I just, at this point, it's not like Joe Biden is, you know, this transcendent Obama-esque, Kennedy-esque politician. He's Joe Biden. Why are they still protecting him? There are other candidates that are more qualified in the Democratic Party that are better candidates and better people. And the funny, I was watching a video of him the other day when he was first um, sworn in as a senator. And, you know, he was the youngest senator. So he was 30. He wasn't even old enough to be a senator when he was running. And when he won his election, not until he was sworn in, was he old enough to actually be the senator. And they were all the news it at the time was like Joe Biden is making news for his age. His this is a a record and blah blah. And I'm like, that's funny because he's still making news for his age. And think about the time that has gone past that he has been in government his entire life. And 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 it's funny because they said, well, you're not corrupt. And he said, how do you know I'm not corrupt? He may not have been at 30, but I think that there is it takes a very special person to withstand the the pressures of being corrupt in government, I think. I mean, we there are so many different ways for people to scam something, make money here, be have a a, a deal behind the the scenes there. And this is a man who's done this for longer than almost anybody. Look at Mitch McConnell. Look at look at uh, Nancy Pelosi. You know, these are people that are, that are that are career politicians that are Nancy Pelosi's worth more than 100 million dollars. I mean, I think the congressional salary, I think it's 174000 It might be a little over 200000 now. But either way, I mean, that's how do you how does that equal $100 million? Um, it's Joe Biden. You know, I think it's always one of the things I thought was funny about Joe Biden. So he's elected Nixon's president. So to your point, that's how long Joe Biden's been in elected office. And this is not ageism. This is not like a chronological age thing. It's the fact that like with Joe Biden, the cheese slipped off the cracker a long time ago, all right? Like, he just doesn't have his marbles. But Biden, as a freshman senator, was the first senator to endorse Jimmy Carter. And now we hear about all the Carter-Biden comparisons. Jimmy Carter's still alive. I think if I'm Jimmy Carter, I'm like, whoa, 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 don't compare me to Joe Biden. I was a much better president than, than Joe Biden has been. 
Do you ever see that picture of him with the Carters where they look like very tiny or people? Is giant? <laughs> what is that? What What is that picture? <laughs> that was. Really I know you atrophy a little bit when you get older, but like Biden looked like he could have eaten. It looked like it was like a Lord of the Rings scene. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. Why did they release that? Nobody really talked about how weird it was, but it was really, if you have not seen the picture of them together, you have to Google it because the, the Carters look like tiny little people and the Bidens look like giants. Like the Carters look like marionettes, like something you'd like to, it's like very bizarre. And I don't know why the guy with the cell phone wasn't like, Hey, Mr. President, can you guys just let's, let's retake that. Um, is that okay? <laughs> yes. This is a weird angle here. You look like giants, but you know, it's very cute. I mean, you know, yes. that might well, go into Jimmy and Rosalind are very cute. They are very cute. Yes. You know, in their mid nineties, still together. Yeah, I'm sure someone thinks the Bidens are cute, but um, not right now. It, and it does, I, just before I let you go, think about the times that we're in. I mean, we've gone through what he's lived through alone, and which is more than either of us have lived through, but what he's lived through. And then now to see where the country is with China, with China partnering up with Russia. And this is something we just talked about on one of our podcasts is people really are not understanding the danger of China having this much power and China using this power to team up with Russia. And he is compromised with both. He's not somebody that, and I think when I was growing up, you always think that like the president is surrounded by, by the best minds, the best and the brightest. And, and then they rob people at the airport and you're like, yeah, I mean, you get to see the other side of the looking glass Tudor. I don't know about you, but it, it's frightening. And I think that the majority, and as it should be, but the majority of people in America just live their lives and, and, and they're happy doing that. And they're happy maybe even deliberately not knowing um, how inadequate the people who pull the levers of power really are. You think about Joe Biden and his cabinet, Antony Blinken, a couple days ago with President Xi in China, and just the optics of little Antony Blinken walking over to President Xi and, and shaking his hand on his home turf. Um, just this, it, it, it just looks so weak to me. And then everybody in the delegation, the American delegation being asked to wear a mask and then wearing a mask. If I was over there and they told me we would like you to wear a mask before the meeting, I'd say, that's great. I'm not going to wear a mask before the meeting. I don't think Mike Pompeo would. I, 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 it just, it's, and then you look at somebody like Pete Buttigieg, right? I don't think Mayor Pete is really the most qualified person to be our transportation secretary. And then you look at Alejandro Mayorkas at the southern border, and then you look at our vice president, and then it goes all the way to the top. And let's say that China does invade Taiwan. Russia's already invaded Ukraine. Let's say China does invade Taiwan. Do you really trust that Joe Biden is capable of making decisions appropriate and that are really in America's best interest? I, I do not. And it's frightening. It really is frightening. No, I do not either. And I think that as you see all of these people who are going over there and they and you see Blinken, who is treated so poorly, I mean, he was told at the last minute, you actually do get to see President Xi. But then why is one of the largest Democrat donors able to go over there and sit down with him? Bill Gates gets a meeting, an actual one on one meeting with him to talk about the future. And we know that American manufacturing is very tied into China. And that's a major part of our problem is that everything that we're buying is coming from China. It's just, it's very dangerous times. It is. And I, I you know, I don't know if Ukraine, I, I, a couple months ago, I, I can remember talking with candidates about the Ukraine war and they were like, well, you know, we've still got at that time, 20 months until 2024. I don't know if this will be a part of the conversation. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, 
are you kidding me? You, the, you, the war in Ukraine is not going away. It's not going anywhere. This will be a part of the conversation in 2024. And I think all these candidates should be prepared to talk about it because it, it should play a role. And I think that I think that RFK Jr. is smart to talk about it because he points out what's going on to Democrats. And, and it puts the Washington Post and the New York Times and all these legacy Democratic left-leaning newspapers and, and um, reporters and, and media outlets, it puts them in the position to have to discredit a Kennedy, which is just like ironic in and of itself. It's funny because they're afraid of him, but he would be their best weapon against any Republican because even though he is a radical liberal, Republicans somehow do not see that. It's like when Tulsi Gabbard was running and everybody was like, she she is one of us and she still has very liberal policies. He is someone with very liberal policies. People say, well, Tulsi's now a Republican. No, she is just no longer a Democrat. But I think you have to be, you have to, if you're the Democrats, you're not getting behind RFK because you think of him as a threat. But honestly, he would be he has very he has snowed a lot of conservative voters into saying, oh, he, you know, he doesn't like vaccines. He doesn't like homelessness. He's he's our guy, too. Uh, I you know, I just caution people, make sure you know exactly who someone is. But I don't think the Democrats are going to let him go anywhere anyway. Can I ask you one question? Just uh, I like your Gavin Newsom. I haven't thought about that. So I like that. Do you think that a serious Democrat does get into this race to run against Joe Biden because RFK Jr. is polling at 20 percent and the guy can't even speak. What happens if somebody and I'm serious, the guy, he has a throat condition. I get it. Right. But we're not talking about one of the great orders in, in political history. All right. He's not his uncle. He's not his father. He has this throat condition. What if a serious candidate gets in? What if Gavin Newsom gets in? What if Tulsi Gabbard, somebody, a serious Democrat actually gets into the race? Do you think that happens? They won't. That's why they've strategically given them all roles in the, the reelection. So like if you look at Governor um, Whitmer, she is the co-chair of the Biden campaign. She is the vice chair of the DNC. I don't know um, what titles that Gavin Newsom holds, but they are held. All of those very serious Democrats are held in their place until the establishment says it's your turn. Now you're up to bat. They wait. They wait strategically because they they can. They have a long term plan. And Republicans are I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. We have to get into what Republicans are doing that is totally opposite of what Democrats are doing that is causing us to lose and them to win. And they are just like lapping it up. And they're like, come on, bring it on. We figured out the system. And the Republicans are still arguing over whether or not we're going to vote on one day, which is not happening. And you look at Republicans, at least, you know, when it comes to electoral presidential electoral history. You, know, you look at John McCain, 2008, Mitt Romney, 2008, probably not our, our best candidates. I think I do think right now Republicans have maybe the strongest bench of my lifetime. Um, and and if it's not Donald Trump, I, I still think that Republicans will be in good hands. Uh, and I know that you don't expect to hear that from a Newsmax anchor, um, and I get it all the time, but uh, Republicans have a very, very strong bench, and I think that's a good thing. Hopefully, they can deploy it differently than they have in, in recent history. I agree. We'll see. So, see, we talked a little bit outside of, you know, activities with the children. Are we already done? I, I've taken up a lot of your time now. Yeah, we are. So you're going to have to come back and finish talking about the whole. That is a very interesting conversation to me is what Democrats are doing and what Republicans are doing and why we're losing. And we could potentially lose again if we don't change. And it's not just, you know, I know they say 18, 20, 22, but Republicans have been losing for a long time. Um, if you take out the Bush presidency, this has not been a good like 30 plus years for the GOP um, in the House, the Senate or in the Oval Office. So something... Something needs to change. The fact that we're winning anything means that our policies really are 
the the right policies because people are hearing it, but they're not hearing it enough because our strategies are way different and they're just very off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. We're going to have you back. Thank you so much. He is the host of Wake Up America on Newsmax. Make sure you check out his show every morning. Rob Finnerty, thank you. Thanks, Tudor. Appreciate it. And thank you all for joining me on the Tudor Dixon Podcast. As always, for this episode and others, go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or check out iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you join us the next time on the Tudor Dixon Podcast. Have an awesome day. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for for more details. Looking for natural, healthy weight loss support? Try MD Blend Doctor Formulated Metatrim. MD Blend offers a money back guarantee if not satisfied, so you have nothing to lose but weight. Metatrim uses clinically studied ingredients like lemon verbena, hibiscus flower, and green coffee bean extracts. A balanced diet and the doctor formulated blend in Metatrim can provide healthy weight loss support. Nothing to lose but weight with Metatrim at mdblend.com. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.